You're listening to the Kingdom Project Podcast. These are discussions on biblical theology and interpretation. The emphasis is on context and grace. The goal is to promote biblical literacy by displacing and debunking most modern interpretations. The challenge is to engage in healthy conversation that may stretch, but sharpen iron. This is The Kingdom Project, and I'm your host, Marcus Hall. Alright, hey, welcome to another episode. Um, This one will probably be a short one. This may end up being a bonus episode in between, um, or at some point during the week instead of just um, the two. I don't know. My mind's going right now, so um, let's do a little bit of uh, doctrine busting, if you will. Let's just displace and debunk something. Um, There's these two teachings out there, okay? Um, (laughs) Okay. I'm gonna to try to behave myself, but let's just let's just be honest with it. One out there, it's usually known as legal rights or legal access, and it uh, pertains to Satan, and that you know sin sin gives the devil the right to operate in our lives, or the devil can have legal grounds or legal access to do something bad or whatever. Um, and here's the thing. It's usually you've done something, whether it was sin or not, and it's an unconfessed sin, or maybe even something in your past, or you've allowed something in or opened the door, some sort of demonic portal into your life, even unknowingly and un- um, unbeknownst to you, and, and wham, there you go, legal access to the devil. Well, neither is true. I, I just can't. I, I I just can't understand understand it. Okay, so let, let's let's say um, I read this illustration, and it says, hey, "What if I own a car and it's legally is my possession? It's paid off, and then without giving you permission to take my keys or or to have my car, can you say that you have my car legally? No, you can't because." It's only when you own my car that you will have legal ground to stand on and say that you have it legally. So in regards to our lives as Christians, you you and I, we are not our own. <laughs> we have been redeemed with the blood of Jesus. So we have we have changed masters, all right? So uh, Jesus is our owner. He is in possession of us and he has legal possession. And because we are legally his, the devil has no right to steal from us. Neither can we we give him the so-called legal ground or access in our lives. Uh, you know that we say the devil's a thief. He steals, he kills, he destroys, you know, uh, but that's really out of context, but that's a story for another day, but let's just use that since it's so common that that what a, what a thief does anyway, by definition, is illegal. 
<laughs> so can you see the ideal that you giving the devil legal ground doesn't even line up with that? Um, the, the word authority means the right to do something. And Jesus has all authority. And that means the devil has none. You can't give dev- the devil any authority or the right to do something despite a, 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 a sin in your life. So he can't have any legal access. He, he has been defeated. Jesus has defeated him. He's disarmed him. He made a spectacle of him. And really, as far as I'm concerned, he has been rendered um, powerless now, you know, won't get into a whole discussion on whether or not the devil's around anymore or not, but sin is. Sin is, sin is around. Man is still born of Adam, so that's obvious. But he has been defeated. Ultimately, Jesus has all authority on heaven and on earth, so a thief does not have authority. Um. He does have the ability to steal, but we should not mix those two or, uh, you know, put them together or think that they're the same. Um, the, he doesn't have any more, any more than a bank robber has authority to take money out of a bank, all right? <laughs> but a bank robber still does it, right? Uh, well, listen, does, does he have legal ground when he's in the bank? No. No, he doesn't. He has no right. He has no legal ground. It's actually illegal ground for him to operate. So it is with the devil. So even though he has the ability to steal, he has zero authority, meaning he has absolutely no right to operate in your life. And neither can you or I give him any legal ground or access regardless of what we do. Because if we are going to say we're not sinners saved by grace, but we're redeemed. And we're no longer sinners, but we sin. Then why is a sin going to automatically open some sort of door, unbeknownst to us, to give the devil the right to come in? So this whole idea that sin gives the devil the right to operate in our lives or that he can have legal ground is total bunk uh, to me. So um, I'm not saying go and, go and do whatever and, and you know just sin and sin and sin and grace covers you. No, it's not that. It's grace has set you free from sin to not sin. Grace empowers you to live uh, upright and holy. We should boldly... Uh, approach the throne of grace so it graces the divine influence to be to be who we need to be to be transformed and to be renewed um so th- the point is that sin doesn't give the enemy a, a right to you or any of this legal stuff all right um if he's a thief, a thief steals that which he has no right to. But but you're sealed with the Holy Spirit. If your sin gives him a right or a legal ground, he would not be a thief. He would be in. 
he, uh, it just doesn't make sense to me. You see the wordplay that takes place on this stuff? Um, it, it, let's just say it's, it's, would be ignorant to say that sin opened the door to the devil that gave it, gave it a right or a legal access to operate. Because sin doesn't, doesn't give, give that type of access when you're in Christ. Um, you know, and demons are real. Um, they're inherently illegal as well. Nobody has a right to steal. If we had a right to steal, it wouldn't be called stealing in the first place. It wouldn't be illegal. And then there would be no legalness to it. <laughs> but so how, let's just think about how can grace believing, presence encountering, healing, administering believers be influenced by demons or something else and sometimes need to be set, set, set free? And Well, in that case, simple answer is because demons are real. And often people try to justify, though, that the demon's occupation is there because of sin. And they want to say that sin has opened the door to the devil and it's given it, given it a right to operate, but it didn't because sin doesn't give the devil a right to you. Um, so so don't, don't let anyone try to tell you this false ideal that because of some past event or sinful action that you have given over this right or this legal access to uh, to the enemy so um uh, e even those those that are in you know a deliverance ministry you know so um not not all the time you know but often what's been created through through deliverance ministries is a codependent codependency i would say um, you know, a they're they're gonna say something about you've been you've you've given the devil a legal ground, you know, because of your your past and your bad behavior. Even though you've repented and you've been forgiven, there's some unconfessed sin in your life, or there's this, that, or the other. Like you can remember everything you've ever done. <laughs> you repent. You accept the forgiveness. You are placed in Christ at that point. All right, so. Um, you know, then, you know, oh, we need to, you know, pray and fast, you know, sow a seed or whatever. Um, you know, what happens, you know, what, what's the result of that approach? You know, it's like you, you, you'll become dependent on these people. Um, you're dependent on the books and the conferences. Um, you're, you're burning time and losing money. And on top of that, you, you feel like you're you're not ready, you're not complete, you're not healed enough, you're not competent enough to do what you're supposed to be doing, or because there's so much cleaning up and rest restoration that needs to happen, you know. And don't get me wrong, there's 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 things that people have gone through that they knew they do need renewing, they need counseling, um, they need proper guidance in that. And there's wisdom there that that shouldn't be ignored, but I'm just, I'm speaking dr dramatically on, on the, at the extra biblical teachings of man as if, you know, let me put it this way, you know, somebody thinks they found some, some new revelation they've, they've received, 
um, from a throne room encounter, a divine revelation straight from God on the keys to, to deliverance or the keys to finances or the keys to this or that or whatever, you know, something that so, so new, so fresh, uh, so, so just groundbreaking and just ground, just breakthrough. It's just so, so new that, you know, build a whole ministry around it and a web page and a, a book series or a DVD series or podcasts or conferences and all that. And, and chances are, if you come across something, you're trying to find some sort of revelation in the Word of God that's so profound and has never been stumbled upon over the last 2,000 years, um, I would reconsider preaching to the masses about it first off. And uh, if somebody's claiming that, I would reconsider into whether or not I should be um, buying into that so-called revelation. Uh, now, that's not to say there's not revelation that's in the Bible. No, there's not. There's spiritual context. I understand that. I'm just saying some of this stuff is so out there in the fringes that it just, it, it's incredible to me that how people buy into it and how they don't realize the freedom that comes in being placed in Jesus. Um, because, you know, all right, so <laughs> rabbit trail there. So um, not everything we, we do is reflected um, in the life and ministry of Jesus, but there are sometimes these man-made techniques or these formulas and these steps that are intended to help people to get healed, delivered, and restored. So even though you might have heard um, some testimonies on this stuff and how people have been blessed or, or you know, by these techniques or... It may not always be true. It's just test everything and hold on to what is good, you know. So I mean, it's it's always some some new, you know, interest introspective, staring, digging up your past, breaking off of curses, process or healing sessions. That doesn't mean that that doesn't mean that those approaches are theologically correct. All right, so. The thing is, is that God will meet you where your faith is. Uh, it'll work for you because you'll experience what you believe, all right? That goes the same for misplaced faith. But that doesn't mean that the approach behind any type of deliverance or healing program is always sound. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm for deliverance, Um but not just through long, drawn-out processes of, um, you know, days or weeks or this program or whatever, you know. Like, um, how about doing it, the things more like the way that it would reflect Jesus' life and his ministry um, because it, it tends to be more efficient and less time-consuming, if you ask me. And so Jesus is perfect theology, all right, and uh, Jesus is perfect. His theology is perfect. If what you you believe on how to, to to minister is not reflected by that, or the rest of the New Testament, 
within the realms of our new covenant that we're in, the way he or the, the, the apostles ministered, then we're most likely building something that shouldn't be built. Um, so I would ask, how did, how did they set people free? How did they pray for the oppressed? How did they pray for the sick? Um, did they ever create an atmosphere through soaking music or some sort of worship before ministering? Did they fast? Did they ask people what sin they were in before they they stepped in? Uh, did he did he or any of them talk about the enemy having any legal ground or access in their lives? or get people to try to confess their sins before anything else took place. Um, well, no, not that I can really recall. He didn't ever say, sorry, can't do that now, or it's a generational curse, and we need to dig deep into your past and bring up old hurts and stuff, um, or, you know, this sickness is teaching you something. Um, he never said any of this stuff that's you know, baloney. I like to call it Babylonian baloney. So <laughs> that that you know, and so neither should we, because we're representatives of him. So think about what you believe um, about how to operate in God's God's power and how to help people to set them free through Jesus. And, and ask is what what is what I believe and and do reflect or, or was it ref, or reflected by Jesus in the apostles and how they ministered if not you're building a house on quicksand my friend so if you don't if you don't see them do it, it it's probably a good idea not to do it either um I, I wouldn't I wouldn't suggest engaging in intense spiritual warfare for days on end in this in this second heaven you know if you have if you've not been um you know led to do it you know there's not much of that that really should be going on there's not much of it going on in the bible i don't think um um and here's 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 the thing it's like i'm not gonna somebody comes to me with something you know what's my approach you know i'm not i'm not gonna sign them up for a program um i'm not gonna tell them to renounce the devil or a generational curse or to confess confess any of their sins or um try to try to pin a, a a religious spirit on them or a um, a critical spirit or this that and the other or some sort of legalistic spirit on them if they're the, the, I'm talking about someone comes to me that's that's a, come to Christ through penitent faith um no I'm not I'm not going to do any of that or even suggest that their unbelief is going to hinder God's fly, uh, God's power to to flow through me onto them uh, Jesus never did any of these things, so I'm not going to do it either. So, um, I, I just simply speak identity. I, I 
I present the gospel the way I do um, in love and in, in grace and in, um, in humility and explain our position in Christ and you know most of the I've I've prayed for people and actually you know I started to pray for people and then I just start speaking biblical truth over them and start to see freedom manifest on them and peace righteousness and joy because that's the kingdom of God and that's the Holy Spirit at work it's not about all, all these other things it's not you know, some mason uh curse from you know the the masons or whatever and all this stuff and all this stuff is just junk you know um most just you want them to experience god's love and and healing power and in a in a way that brings um identity into them and true freedom of a covenant of grace and that operates under the um the 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 law of of love and that's what i that's what i do so here's the painful the painful result when you believe these lies that sin gives the devil a right to you um, and that he can have this legal access. Like, you you won't actively fight the good fight of faith. When you believe the devil has this much authority, you're not going to fight as well because you think that uh, you've given him authority, so he's got a right to be here. So until I do this, that, whatever, I start confessing this sin or my ancestor's sin or try to break a thousand curses and and bind and loose all these things and quit doing all this stuff maybe something i'm not even aware of that i gave him authority to come into i cannot live joyfully in freedom i cannot live in that righteousness peace and joy and so if you can't do that you're not going to be able to properly help others to walk in the fullness of their identity either so if you think the devil has authority because you've been taught you can give it to him by doing these things. And then the ideal is like, well, you know, devil is just so powerful and he's ruling because and when you say he's ruling on this earth um, and he has still has this dominion and this this authority, then you don't properly understand the gospel and what Christ has done. Uh you're thinking he's got a right to be here. So until I get rid of this thing or quit doing that, whatever, just like forget it, you know, like stop. I would urge you to stop and and notice that Jesus has stripped the devil of his authority and he has no rights whatsoever because you are God's legal possession. You are possessed by God and the Holy Spirit is in you. He is within you. Um, he cannot lay any claim on you, nor is it possible that, that you ever give him any legal ground in your life. Uh, it, it, it all, the devil works through deception, and he only has free reign in your life to the, to the degree that you believe his lies, and it includes the lies that come along with these teachings. 
um, that you that you give him right into your life by doing this these things. So these are lies, um, and they're designed to keep you um, self conscious instead of Christ conscious, and to always be looking um, um, l- looking for what you have done, where your mess ups are, and where the devil's at. Um, a demon behind every single door um, and it causes you to be afraid it puts a bondage of fear it puts a a burden of weight on you Um, and this fear um, should not be there because the love that's in you because you're in Christ casts out all fear it it causes you to to search um, Search what you would think are the dark corners of your heart, you know. Where whereas there's there is no dark darkness in your true heart. All right, because you have a new heart that's circumcised that Christ has put in you, and you're gonna dig up stuff while being worried um, if you're clean enough or whatever. When you have been made clean, you've been made whole. You are new. You are a new creation. Uh, you're as clean as Jesus is clean before the the Father. So I, I would suggest that you start to see <laughs> yourself the way that God sees you. And once we all start doing that, we'll be a bunch of, uh, of, of, of uh, happy, holy people that will be properly equipped to, to uh, disciple and advance the kingdom. So, um, don't, don't go, don't go digging around, um, don't go digging around in, in, in the, in the so-called dark corners of your past and all these things. I mean, certainly I, like I said, I don't negate the, the, um, the use of counseling and, and wisdom from other people. Um, look to Jesus, like don't be in a bondage of fear by by stuff and and here's the thing if if this stuff is true um it, <laughs> if this like show me the text show me the scripture and don't just give me one um because we 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 ought not be building doctrines on one um so she'll show me one that gives me give me at least 3 that gives me legitimate um, proof of this and um, ones that aren't twisted or have been misused um, and, and let me know so the the, the point is to exp- that we should be that <laughs> I'm just getting my, my point here is that to experience freedom from anything that's hindering you in your life is not found in formulas or techniques or most of the these these charismatic extra biblical teachings. Um, it your your freedom is found through through the revelation that you were already free the whole time. Um, you don't have to become free of something that you're already free of. So there's no steps to freedom because you're already placed in Christ. You are free 
and um, the kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy. Alright, so what do you think? Um, there's one that can be debunked or displaced and just get it out of there. Um, hope you liked that. If you have a complaint or an argument or a disagreement, email me at the Kingdom Project Podcast at gmail.com. Check us out on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. We should be available on all podcasting formats by this point now. Um, coming up also on Spotify. So until next time, be a mustard seed, be leaven. Thanks. <laughs>